0: Welcome to the PopGo Project podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching the Popco Project, or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping and Services. Family owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping and Services located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The garden center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more. While the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Hello, sir hello sir that's a nice hat you got there you too buddy i wish i had one of those
1: (laughs) it looks good on you i know it's not the uh structured hat like you like but
0: i i like all hats uh i just recently kind of got into the structured hat maybe uh two or three years ago i was not a fan uh i thought they were too high but i feel like they started making like mid-size structured hats um so that's kind of my go-to now. But this is good. It's, it fits my head. It's Yeah. So anyone who's just listening, um, I am uh, speaking with Clay from Back Mountain Brewing Company. And um, he has the same hat on that I do. Or I should say that I have the same hat on that you do. They are your hats.
1: Well, we also had a really good company design that awesome logo for us.
0: So Yeah, and that shirt is fantastic, too. Like that. I'm not sure where you, imagine am not sure where you got that from. <laughs> but, dude, thanks for doing this. Welcome to the award-winning podcast. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. How about it? How about it? Someone must feel bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you, I mean, even before uh, we started doing what we're doing, and that is um, brewing a beer called Pop Goes Porter. Um, We started brewing that, what, September 24th, I think it was, or 26th, one of the two. Yep. Um, And we are going to donate the proceeds from that beer to the Lake Lehman Junior and Senior High Music Program, and Lake Lehman has a uh, a fond place uh, in our hearts, because we both went to Lehman. How about that? Absolutely. (laughs) So we'll get into that, but I mean, we have kind of a deep history that we didn't even know about. What's that? We went to high school together. Oh yeah, that's
1: true. Well, you you were what two years behind me?
0: I was two years behind you. Yes. Yeah. So you were with my sister in I, school. I was in the same class as your sister. Yep. Um, but I feel like I would love to see a picture of you from back then. Do you have any of those? Yeah. Do we have one?
1: <laughs> we might we might have one by the end of this. All we're right, gonna...
0: well, because like I feel like now that I. I you know, I, we've worked together, I know you now, um, you know, we found out that we went to the same high school, I found out that you were Kara's uh, brother, um, I'm like, I think I can remember, like, seeing you now in my head back
1: then. I don't remember, I remember the name, and that was what I, when I met you up at, uh, up at Axelrad, I was like, Popco, Popco, and that's why I was like, Oh crap! I know that name, but then you said you recognized my last name, and you were like, "Oh, are you Kara? Are you related to Kara?" And then it clicked. I'm sure I do, man. It was just—it's
0: so long ago, and it's a long time ago, dude. I mean, I—I I feel like that was all a dream. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Well, um, I feel—I feel like we both came. Uh, we've come a long way uh, since our, our years at Lake Lehman, and um, I guess that's what kind of brings us to today, but. I said earlier you are the owner and brewer at back mountain brewing company which is located in dallas pennsylvania um and i want to kind of find out how you got to that point how did you start or how did you go from you know growing up in the lehman area you know going to high school in lehman to you know where you are currently and uh we'll talk about the future of back mountain brewing company but um you've you've done a lot in between high school and where you're at now so Talk to me a little bit about who Clay is, um, <laughs> and we'll get to where we are now.
1: So, uh, I'll leave out a lot of the details, but I wasn't the, the best kid in high school, and uh, I got a little bit of trouble here and there. Uh, my what, kind, year... what kind of trouble? Come on. What kind of trouble? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. I was on probation, got arrested for possession and paraphernalia my senior year, and um, that was really, like, the nail in the coffin for me. Uh, my dad knew uh, my recruiter and also knew the chief of police, who happened to be my bus driver at the time, you know, small town kind yep. of thing. Uh, and the three of them pretty much conspired, and I got an ultimatum. It was more or less like, look, you're not going anywhere, so join the Army or you're looking at jail time and a fine and all this other stuff. And I was like, you know what? All right, I'm out. uh um, <laughs> <laughs> August of '99. We gra- graduated in uh, June of '99, and August of '99. I was on an airplane headed down to Fort Benning, Georgia, to basic training. That's pretty much. Uh... So was school just not like of interest to you? Oh no, I was actually I was really good in school. It's just um starting like i want to say probably <laughs> probably my sophomore year i started hanging out you know with the wrong crowd i mean we weren't doing anything wrong we weren't like hurting anybody or anything it was just right. your party, you know doing high school things yeah, high school stuff yeah uh, and you know i kind of took it to the extreme and you know <laughs> got it all out of my system back then i guess <laughs> you no know, we were just we we're just being kids and i you know i was one of the unlucky ones that got you know got in trouble and got caught and and uh
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. A learning lesson, right? Yeah. learning absolutely. lesson. Um. So you went to, you said the army? Yeah. Yep. Went to the army. In 99, huh? And how mm-hmm. long did you serve for? 20 years. So I retired in 2019. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah.
1: Right? It uh, it was one of those things like I joined. I was like, ah, I'm going to get the college money. I'll do four years. I'll get out. I'll use the money, go to college, and then you know, continue my life, but didn't work out that way. Um, just kind of right when uh, the Iraq invasion happened, I happened to be in Fort Benning with it with third ID at the time. And that was the unit that spearheaded that whole invasion. And I, I, I was remember, remember the, like the stop loss thing. They, t- they had the movie and everything stop loss. I was one of the first guys like in this generation to get stop loss. Like my unit got stop loss. Like I was supposed to get out and they were like, no, you're not going anywhere. You're going to go to war. And they stop lost. We had guys in my unit that had all their stuff turned in and they were like days from getting out. And they were like, no, go get it reissued. Like we're going overseas. And we went over and did the invasion. I came back and they offered me a promotion and a new duty assignment up in Alaska. And I was like, yeah, I signed up and reenlisted and pretty much just kept going from there. What year was that? Uh, It would have been 2000, we were married 2002, 2003, 2004. We got back and that's when I reenlisted and um, headed up to Alaska.
0: Now, why did you, I mean, obviously you said a promotion, um, but what, what was, uh, what intrigued you to, to reenlist when you could have been out? I
1: don't know. I was kind of liking it. I was liking uh, the camaraderie, you know, just it was, it was a neat experience. I was going from a, from a, these what I can put as a, a lower enlisted guy to, I was going up to like the first, the first step on the, the rung of leadership. And they were like, you're going to be a Sergeant now. So I was going to have my own guys under me. And it was just, it was a new thing for me. I'd never been in a position like that. And when they offered me that and I took it and then they said, well, you got to reenlist, you got to meet time and service to take that rank. And I was like, okay. So I, and they said, Hey, we can send you to Alaska. I mean, I'd only, I grew up in Northeast PA, you know, my first duty station was Germany, which was awesome. I spent, you know, two and a half years over there and went down to Benning, but I'd never really been anywhere else. And Alaska just seemed, at the time, I was like, man, that's cool. Like, yeah, just married, Like, hey, let's move to Alaska. Like, it'll be great. It'll be a good time. And honestly, it was, it was, I had a blast up there.
0: And how long was that for?
1: Oh, we got up there like 2004, I think. I came back in two thousand seven. I extended to stay up there, um, but that kind of got cut short. Um, But yeah, we got up there two thousand probably two thousand four, beginning of two thousand four, and I don't think we left till two thousand seven. So we're up there for three years, okay, a little over three years.
0: And were you done at that point?
1: No, 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 I. I,
0: What's that? You still had some more years, right?
1: Oh yeah, I was um, basically we deployed again over there and it was ended up being like 18 months. We were over there for 18 months. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this 18 month stuff. You know, I had a, we were just married. We didn't have kids or anything yet, but being away that long. So I started looking around for like other things to do in the military. I looked at reclass and changing my job around and um, opportunity presented itself. I actually had a recruiter email me from the army special forces And I was like, oh, that seems like a cool idea. Like, let's try that out. So made it back to Alaska. Uh, We were back there for a couple months. I put in all my paperwork, did all the tests, everything they needed, the the pre-selection process. And I went down to Fort Bragg, did the special forces selection, and then uh, fortunately got selected, came back to my unit with papers that said, basically, you can't touch me. Um, Bragg has me now. And I'm heading back to, well, I had to go to airborne school first. And then I was headed to Bragg to do the qualification course for U.S. Army Special Forces.
0: Okay. And then how did, I mean, you keep saying you just got married. Like how, what was that like? I mean, you always hear stories about, you know, being married in the military and kind of, um, you know, obviously your partner understands when they mar- marry in the military and, and the army and things like that. Like they know what they're signing up for, but I mean, that still had to be pretty difficult.
1: Well, Charity, and I probably should have stayed at that beginning. Charity's also Lake Lehman grad, graduated mm-hmm. with me. Um, high, school, high school sweethearts? What was? High school sweethearts, man. Oh, man. man wow. We were together, what, sophomore year, off and on all the way through, joined the military, off and on a little bit. Um, and then I guess it was when I was in Germany, she came over. She came over to visit, and that's when I proposed over there and uh, came home, got married in 02. Uh, got stationed at Benning and then right back to where we went over to Iraq. And then the rest is history after that. I think it was, you know, we weren't like, you hear a lot of the the horror stories in the military and it's young guys that they leave home for the first time. They get to a duty station. uh, They meet a girl that's from the local area and they, you know, they fall in love or whatever. And they just, they've been together six months, they get married. And then, you know, two or three years later, you know, she's cheating or he's cheating. And it's just the way the way the army works. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it a bunch of times. I've seen it with guys under me. I've seen it with guys over me. It's just, it's a stigma that's attached to the military. And honestly, I just think if, you know, people would actually have a foundation in a relationship, that stuff wouldn't happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it's a stigma. Well, I guess it's a stigma, but it's just like, I think it's a human being issue is, you know, not, not a military issue. just like like you're saying, it happens, you know, you you get married because maybe you do it right before you leave because, you know, you don't know if we'll come back, God forbid, you know, and, and shit oh, yeah. like that. You want to make sure that, you know, you do that before that happens. But so you, what you're saying to me, though, is she was putting up with your, sh- with your shit far before the army. Far before we joined <laughs> the
1: army. <laughs> uh, honestly, like a lot of the stuff I did, I couldn't I couldn't do it without her support, like. I mean, even going through selection and everything, she she always had my back. And no matter what I wanted to do, I mean, there was arguments and stuff, as there would be with anything. You know, she worries, like, you're going from doing this job to this job. And, you know, this job's more dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, like, regardless of the fights or everything, she she's always been there. She she supported me through the whole thing, all the way through, through the entire career, right? We had our kid. I mean... We had the kid, and I was gone, 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 just constantly going. And she, she ran everything on the on the home front. You know what I mean? Like just always stepped up, always did. You know, pretty much everything she could do to make everything as stable as it could be.
0: They're good at that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we wouldn't be around if it weren't for them. No, absolutely. Yeah. Don't tell them that. But yeah, I mean it's true. <laughs> Luckily, my wife will listen to this. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's important to have uh, a good partner, especially when you're, you know, enlisted and traveling and doing risky shit. You know, it's it's good, it's to, good have. to have
1: it's good to have that foundation, that that anchor back home, that kind of you know holds everything down and just makes sure, like, when you're gone, you don't want to worry about anything. It's good to have that that other half back home that you know is doing the right thing. You know, right. it, it makes it a hundred percent easier to do what you got to do.
0: Right. So you serve your time. What, uh, what, what, what kind of was the defining point to say, you know, all right, I'm done doing this.
1: Um, well, I got hurt. Um, which happens to most guys like jumping out of planes, the body armor, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's either, it's going to be your knees. It's going to be your back. It's going to be your neck. It's going to be your shoulders, Something's going to go. And for me, it was my back. Um, we were we were over in Thailand in between deployments, and I I was already having issues with my back, and and it kind of sucked because I was only in my late twenties, and it was kind of like in the prime, you know what I mean? Like everything was great, I uh, felt great, I was in great shape, and my back started getting well i started having issues with my leg and it ended up being my back so i was doing physical therapy i was getting shots in my spine the steroid uh shots to to cut down the inflammation and everything and that was kind of helping it but we were over in thailand doing some training with the ties and we we're doing <laughs> we we're doing medical training and uh, one of the ties had made a comment about um buddy carrying so a guy gets Wounded in combat, you pick him up, throw him on your shoulder, and you carry him. And he was saying, Well, what if the guy's bigger than me? Well, we had a big boy on my team. He was a big, big, bigger guy, uh, is one of my medics. And I was like, Oh, watch this. And I was like, I'll pick, and I knew I could pick him up. My back didn't know I could pick him up, though. And <laughs> I picked him up, and next thing I know, I was laid up, uh, probably about a week and a half in Thailand. I couldn't, I couldn't get up off my stomach. Uh, everything just, my whole leg was shot. And they ended up having to, I wouldn't say it was a medevac, but they ended up getting me a flight back early. And about a month later, I went into surgery. Back actually worked after that. My leg worked, everything. Um, Did my next deployment to Afghanistan, came back. Everything was kind of working good. And then it just kind of started falling apart again. I started having issues down in my lower leg. We ended up finding it was nerve damage. Long story short, I couldn't jump anymore. I couldn't couldn't be airborne. Uh, the Army wanted to med board me. I went down, fought with my unit. I was like, look, I got like, you know, four or five years left to retirement. I was like, just let me instruct or whatever. Uh, fortunately, I had a, a sniper qualification, so I got to go and run the unit, run sniper course. So I did that for four years, and then I did admin for a year. Um, and after that, I mean, once you're... <laughs> Once you're not down doing the stuff you want to do, like, that's it. Like, it's time to say, you know, I could have done, you know, 25. I know buddies that do 25, 26, 30 years. But after that, you know, it's like if you can't do what you want to do, like, what's the point of sticking around? So it was like 20 years. I'm like, I'm I, I'm not doing the admin stuff anymore. I'm not, you know, pushing papers and stuff. So it was time to time to get out.
0: A good one. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't. I don't know a lot of guys that have served. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I, just, I know a lot of people who have served. Like this area that we live in, I feel like you know, a lot of people dedicate their lives to you know keeping our country safe. Which, and, I, and I'm so thankful for that. And thank you for your service. It's something that I know that I, I probably couldn't do unless I had to. Um, I don't do well with uh, people telling me what to do. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm still married because I don't like being told to do. <laughs> <laughs> Not that she bosses me around, but you understand. No, oh, I got, you. I got um, you. But yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's it's a lot. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, you did it for twenty years, and you see, you saw a lot of shit in those twenty years. Um, you know, and you hear stories about people, you know, post service and, you know, being able to be a civilian again, like. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to transition easily?
1: Yeah, it's, and that's, and that's, that was the cool thing about the Green Berets is like, it's not, you, you, you kind of lose some of that structure that you have with the big army. Like in the big army, it's like you're talking to somebody that outranks you, you know, you're standing a certain way, you address them a certain way. And when you, when you, when you get selected and you go through the course and you finally get on a team, and you can talk to your team sergeant by his first name, you know, a guy that outranks you by two, two ranks, you know, three ranks for some guys. And you're taught you're calling your team leader or captain by his first name. Like you kind of lose that military structure and it just becomes like it's like a job. You know what I mean? And I think that's what really helped is the fact that I got to do that for 11 years. I didn't I, I didn't come right from, you know, dress, right, dress, regular army. I came out and. Honestly, as I was retiring, I had some of the best leadership I ever had. I had, you know, my company commander and my company sergeant major, like when I said, Hey, I want to go to school, um, can I can I get instead of six months, can I get a year to start school? And they were like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. You, like you're not gonna get that in the big army. You're not gonna get guys that are like, Yeah, absolutely, we're gonna do everything we can to take care of you. Like, you did your time, you know, you're not a shit bag. Like you're you're you know. I, I did what they asked me to do, and I did it the best I could, and they recognized that. So when it was time for me to retire, they gave me a little bit more leeway. So as I was transitioning, I was still active duty, but I was a full-time college student, and that also helped a lot too because it's <laughs> it kind of a little bit of culture shock uh, going back to school. Uh, the program I was in, we had we had a, maybe two or three other guys my age, and they were all military, uh, and the rest of them were young, younger, you know, younger people uh, in their twenties, and it was kind of I think it helped a lot with the transition was just getting that that initial shock of school and you go into it like, okay, don't be don't be that guy. Don't be that veteran. You know what I mean? Like just kind of chill out and just, you know, kind of meld into it. And that's what I did. And and it really helped uh, with the transition over civilian life. Like I was ready. I was I mean, I I take a lot of what I learned in the Army and I use it to this day, but I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be out there wearing my you know veterans hat and everything else like i don't want you know don't want the attention and so i mean i'm a civilian i did it it's in the past it was cool i had a great time i learned a lot but this is who i am now you know
0: yeah i i just it's also crazy to me like i just i, I can't imagine what the, the whole process is like i just i, I can't it's uh it's it's
1: everything's it's you're always learning you're always learning you're always adapting to to different situations like if you can't adapt that's where that's where the problems start you know what i mean like when you can't you can't like integrate into a different situation and you're stuck constantly stuck in the past i think that's where and i mean i, I don't know i'm not a psychologist psychiatrist whatever but i think that's where a lot of guys run into problems is they they, they just can't you know accept the fact like hey it's over man like that was it like that was your run Like now it's time to do something else, you know, and that's where, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of my friends, they get out, they they'll contract, you know, and there's good money in that. I don't knock them for it. I think it's great that you can do that. I mean, you're still around it. They're still around that that culture. A lot of guys will get out and they go work for, you know, private companies, private security, stuff like that. Or they get out and they they do marksmanship training, you know, because what do we do? We shoot guns like they know that, you know, it's comfortable for them to me. I was like, you know, that was one part. One part of my life, and now it was time. Like it was good, and I I enjoyed every minute of it. But now it's time to go and do kind of do something else. Yeah, and do, kind
0: of detach from it. Yeah, well, imagine like I mean, it's such a an important time of your life. I mean, you know, a lot of kids they start when they're eighteen, right? And it's like those, especially those, like first, you know, five, ten, fifteen years. Like you know, you're talking being twenty five, thirty. 35 years old, like those are like, you mentioned before prime years, like you become an adult, like your brain fully develops at 25. Right. So it's like, I can imagine that's why a lot of people, they, you know, they can't learn to, you know, kind of close it off because that's all they, they've known for their, you know, early adulthood. And it's probably hard to, to kind of separate. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, and it's not all great. You know what I mean? There's, there's, I mean, regular army stuff sucks. Like I hate, like I hated it when I was younger. Like I hated the fact that I had some guy who I was probably smarter than telling me what to do, telling me how I was going to, you know, cut my hair, shave your face. You can't do this. You can't do that. You got to wear this at this time and be at this place. And it was rough, you know, for a while, but you you get used to it. You kind of fall into it. And like I said, when I, when I switched over, uh, a new job, it, it kind of took all that away And I kind of got to enjoy the military for what it was, you know, like boys being boys. It was, it was basically like, you know, you were men and you said, like, if you had an issue with somebody, regardless of what their rank was, you could address it. And there was no, no chance that you're going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? As long as you weren't out of control and like, you know, but it, it, that helped a lot
0: too, I think. Yeah. I guess I could never be be told what to do. And you mentioned like how how to cut your hair and shave your face. I almost quit a job. Uh, at one point, because, um, I had a new director of sales, uh, when I was in radio back in like 2014, I guess it was. And he came in thinking he had a big swinging dick and, you know, he's like, you know, everyone's going to put up, again, put up on a 90 day probation period to see if like, you're going to fit, you know, my leadership. And I had been, I had been in the media business already at that point for almost ten, eleven years, um, and I had this shithead who, like, was a drunk. Um, You know, I knew him in a, in a previous life, and I don't think he remembered meeting me because he was either drunk or, you know, some some kind of all the altered mental state. But um. And he came in and he's like, you, every every sales guy, he was like, you know, we're going to perform this plan and make sure you're going to be, you know, part of my team and blah, blah, blah. And um, he like tried bringing like the uh, handbook into the conversation and he's like, Cause I had a beard, right? And um, I mean, my beard is not out of control. It's, you know, it's not, I guess, like trimmed close to the face. So he tried to like bring this and he goes, you know, we, you we have, an issue and we, we we need you to consider you know ma- you know kind of trimming that up and i said i said okay it was a friday so i said all right well um i'll take the weekend to think about it and um this was like post weekender days and again i was in radio i was selling um you know uh, i was in sales for rock 107 it's a classic rock station i was selling Alternative to or at the time it was Fuzz, which is an alternative station. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not a doctor. I'm not meeting with doctors or lawyers and things like that. Like it didn't make sense to me. And I I went the weekend, I was actually in AC that weekend and I was like I was like gonna go to work and start like a campaign saying like like save Pop Goes beard. <laughs> and, I <was> gonna, <laughs> and I was gonna I was gonna swear to God, I was gonna I was gonna raise money. I was talking to my wife, I'm, like, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna boycott this. I'm gonna raise a ton of fucking money. I'm gonna donate it to a good cause. In spite of this motherfucker, <laughs> and um, I went to work that that next Monday, and um, he said, "Well, what's your decision?" And I'm like, "I, I don't think uh, I I may have like I think I may have like just like formed it better, but I didn't cut the length off." I said, "No, I, I did. I, I I took care of it, and um, I don't think he liked that too much, but." You know, it was funny because he brought the handbook into in the, the whole scenario, and I'm like, "It's a guy that works on the third floor who has a beard down to his stomach." Like, yeah. You want to? If you want to, do you want to <laughs> play games? Like, we're gonna, we'll do that. That's fine. But he ended up getting fired a month later because he came to work drunk. But <laughs> sounds like a great, sounds like a great leader. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it, it's that's a it's a that's a story for a different day. But <laughs> but, but that's like point of the story Was like I just I don't think i could have been told what to do like i mean that's that kind of shit that i was like when a guy told me to trim my beard up and i was like no no if you're getting yelled at like you know hardcore it's just something i, I couldn't do so again thank you and thank you to everyone who has served and put their time in, and protected our country and got yelled at so that i didn't have to yeah
1: yeah getting yelled at's a big part of it
0: yeah but i mean it's also done a lot of great things i mean that it gives people structure it gives people you know they, a lot of people need that, um, so it's not all bad. But you you mentioned adapting, yeah, um, and I think that could you know lead us into the next part of your life um, because you've adapted to civilian life and you now own a uh, brewery called Back Mountain Brewing Company. It's in Dallas, Pennsylvania. Um, so talk a little bit about that. I mean, like you you opened. <laughs> You opened a a brewery in the middle of a pandemic. Was it twenty twenty or twenty one?
1: Yeah. Well, we. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yep, twenty twenty one. So I'm looking. I'm looking over at my lovely wife just to confirm. Yeah, twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah. So middle of a pandemic because you know it's kind. It's kind of. I guess it's over now, but probably the height of it almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was. uh, Yeah, we moved
1: home in twenty twenty. the year prior, and we were working on um, acquiring the house we're living in now. It's my wife's old family home, and it's very that, nice. I like the and, wood. Oh, thanks the the naughty pine.
0: Naughty pine, love it. Thank you.
1: Um, so we were working on acquiring that. Uh, it needed a lot of work. Uh, we we used a VA loan. I won't get into details, but there's certain standards the house needs to be on before you can get your VA loan. So we had a couple months of work to do for that. And uh, we ended up closing on the house in January of 2021. And then I went immediately into brewery mode and started um searching for financing, searching, tried SBA. But being that we were in the midst of the pandemic, they were like, "Breweries are high risk. Like, no, you can't, can't get it and uh, we we fortunately found a local lender that was actually ended up being better than the S- SBA uh, that that
0: financed us to to get our feet feet in the door okay well before before we even get to that like you know you didn't just you know wake up in the morning and say you know what I'm going to be a brewer today I'm going to make beer <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i i used to homebrew myself and you could do that you could wake up that day and say yeah i'm going to try this now but I mean to 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 be an official brewer and you know own a business like you don't just wake up and do that. So, what did that look like leading up to the actual purchase of the uh, the building?
1: So I think it was it was my probably my last deployment. Uh, we were in Afghanistan and uh, my dog handler that was on my team that the canine guy uh, was sitting there. And he was ordering a bunch of stuff off the internet and i was sitting next to him on the other computer and i was like what like dude what are you buying like what what is that stuff and he's like oh i make beer at home he's like i'm upgrading my my homebrew system i was like cool like make beer at home and he's like oh yeah he's like when we get back he's like i'll totally show you he's like I'll, I'll take you down to the homebrew i didn't even know there was like homebrew stores i didn't know any of this like this is all new to me i was drinking jameson or whatever ipa had the most alcohol in it like that's that's what you know, beer was to me. Like, you know, yeah, IPA 7.8%. Let's do it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So he got home, uh, he took me to the homebrew store and that was pretty much what kicked it off. I bought a book. I bought a, a simple, like just the dirtiest, like extract brewing system you could buy. And I made a batch of beer in my garage and I was like, man, this is cool. Like I've always liked cooking. Like I always enjoyed, um, you know, get my grandmother's and my mom's recipes and like doing like, and to this day, I still do it. Like on my day off that I get a week is usually like my cooking day. Like it's exciting for me. Like I'm going to do something that takes me four hours, five hours to cook. You know, I just, I enjoy doing that. And I think the brewing thing, it, it kind of it intrigued me because I was like, Oh, it's kind of like cooking only, you know, I can drink this and get drunk afterwards, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was, it was neat. And it just kind of, like it became my hobby. Like, you know, a lot of guys want to go out and then, you know, we like we were still hiking and we were still enjoying the outdoors and everything that's in Washington. But at the same time, we were, I didn't really have a hobby. i w I've never been in sports. I've never been a big, you know, I played sports in high school, but I just kind of fell off. Like I've never been a sports guy. You know, I'm a gamer. I love gaming. I was a big PC gamer for a long time until we opened the brewery, but don't have time for that anymore. Um, but I never really had like a, like a hobby hobby. And I just kind of took to brewing. Like it was fun for me. And then I was like, Oh, you can compete. So then I was like, well, you got to have good beer if you can compete. So I started digging into it more. And I, and honestly, like I didn't have anybody teach me everything I learned. I learned from, from the first book I got YouTube videos, reading blogs, reading forums, stuff like that. And then you just kind of, it progressed from there. And that was what 2012, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there I started. And it probably didn't really kick off until say 2017, I think, when I bought like a true home brewing system, like a prefab, you know, top of the line. I sold my Harley Davidson to get the thing. Um, long story short, I got I got hit at a stop sign uh, from behind. Dude broke my foot. Uh, I was in a I was in a boot for the entire summer, and I got back on the bike after that. And I was like yeah, I just, I don't want to ride anymore. Like it wasn't fun for me. And I was like, you know, what? I took the bike up to Harley. I was like, what do you give me for it? The thing was almost paid off. They gave me pretty much enough to, to buy that homebrew system. And that's what I did. And then I, it just, I re- I started competing really heavily at that point. Like I I wanted to make I would always i was really hard on myself i wanted my beers to taste like the beers i was buying in the store
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i i i worked really hard at that and it was just kind of a natural progression from there um and then as i was getting ready to retire we didn't know what i was going to do we didn't know if we we're going to stay in washington we didn't know if we we're going to move back to pa i was looking at um game warden up in maine i was looking at game wardens here in pa i was looking at all sorts of different jobs that i was going to do And my, my buddy came into work one day and he had a local magazine and he threw it down. He's like, Hey, they're starting a brewing program down in South Puget Sound. And I was like, wow, like, okay. And then I was like, yeah, that'll never work. Like opening a brewery, like you can't open a brewery. Like, it's just, that's, that's like a pipe dream. You know what I mean? Like home brewers don't open breweries, you know, you just sit in your garage and make beer and talk shit about everybody else's beer. You know, like that was what, that was, that was my mindset. And as I got closer, I was like, you know what? I will I all apply to the program and there was only I don't remember what it was there's only a handful of slots like 35 slots or something and they basically did I I guess it would be like an order of merit list like if you already had English and math done you were you were already pushed to the top so I was doing uh online school through the military they were paying for it it wasn't even out of my GI bill or anything and I rushed to get I think it was math I rushed to get the math done and I got it done I got my transcripts and I sent it into the program and it put me to the top of the list I got well you know say I got accepted to the program and then that's where uh like I said earlier I had ended up talking to my command and I was like hey like this program's starting I know I can get 6 months can you guys give me 12 months so I can start this program when it kicks off and it was like the stars aligned and it just worked out perfect. They signed off on everything and I started the program right when it started and that's really kind of where I would say um like home brewing, like you you know a lot, like I knew a lot, I thought I knew a lot, that program filled in all the gaps that I didn't have, you know. You get to meet these guys that have been brewing for, you know, 12, some of them 30 years and you get to talk to them and the whole program was you go from like our weekends were spent at breweries just going around and where a lot of the students are like ogling the equipment and everything. I'm, I was talking to the brewers. I was talking to the owners and I had, I still, to this day, I have this huge word document in my computer um, of notes. I would take everywhere I went like, what works, what doesn't work? Like, what are you guys doing that's special? And, and, and just everything. I, I, I tried to pick up everything I could pick up because at this point I figure I'm going to get this degree in in applied science for craft brewing. Like I'm pretty, I, I was almost all in at that point. Like, what else am I going to do? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to spend a year. I'm out of the military now. I've got another year of school left. Like, what am I going to do? So it was kind of like, you're all in. So you just kind of, you go all in and you just kind of figure it out, you know?
0: Yeah. So what does school look like? I mean, outside of visiting. <laughs>
1: yeah so it wasn't we didn't just visit breweries uh it was it was a neat program it was it wasn't just like hey this is how you brew it was um this is how you brew this is the science behind it um this is you know we learned we did everything from chemistry which was terrible for me because i hadn't done math in 20 plus years and there's a lot of math and chemistry that was probably the hardest for me we did you know microbiology we did a lot of like a lot of labs because there's i mean brewing is science believe it or not and i'm not a scientist i'm not a chemist like it's amazing it's amazing
0: if you told me in high school like hey johnny um pay attention in chemistry and science classes because one day you could brew your own beer i'd have been like fuck yeah let's do it i'm gonna pay attention now (laughs) right back then i was like that wasn't even a, a, a an option yeah and i was i was
1: stoked like i was so like i knew all like the the you know the base stuff but i wanted to i wanted to get smarter and it kind of crushed me when i did the chemistry and i did the microbiology because you realize just how much you don't know and that was really kind of like that was the wake-up call for me i was like okay i need to i need to figure this out and to this day i'll tell anybody that comes into the brewery like you want to learn to brew like I'll talk all day about brewing, but I'm not a chemist. I'm not a microbiologist. I know how the shit works, but I'm going to tell you in the simplest, dumbest way because that's how I can articulate it. I'm not going to sit up here, you know what I mean? And talk chemistry to you because it's not me, but I picked what I needed from it. And there's a lot, it's it's with anything you learn, like anything you go to school for, there's stuff in there that you can just throw out, you know, and that whole program, I picked everything that I needed, you know, from it. And, um, the big, I think one of the big ones was I needed an internship. It was either an internship or like two other classes. And I was like, well, I'll get an internship. And there was a brewery right across from, from the base. And it was run by another veteran. And I was fortunate enough to get in there. And I picked, I picked his brain, man. Like I just, everything, and he was running it. He'd only been open, I think two years at the time. Um, And it was just, it was a great learning experience. And I was fortunate because I was responsible and, after a couple of weeks, he just kind of turned me loose. He was like, here, like brew, you know what I mean? Like, I under, you know, the system, you know how everything works. He was like, just brew. And he would give me the recipes and I would just brew. And I loved it. I loved going in there. I love just working on the system. I love the mechanical side of it, everything about that. Um, and that's really what opened my eyes. And that's kind of where it, where it clicked. I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like I can, you know, it's not a pipe dream. Like I can actually make this happen. I just have to be smart about it. I can't, you know, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew. Like, take it slow. Look at look at what's going on. Look at your demographic. Look at where you're going. And even at that point, we didn't know if we were staying in Washington. I had a plan to stay there um, with two other guys, former Green Berets, and open our own brewery. But when we were living in Washington, like, there were, I don't know, six, seven, eight breweries within, like, you know, 15, 20-minute driving range. Like, they were all over. Like, you could throw a rock and hit a brewery. And it just got to the point where I was like, you know what, man, like, let's let's go home like let's go home and open a brewery in the back mountain and that's pretty much what led us here
0: (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic
1: (laughs) well yeah well that was uh we had decided to move home and then the pandemic hit and then that screwed that really screwed school up um a lot they were there i mean god bless the program, program director he was amazing um the guy did everything he could do and on another note, I'll just give him a shout out of Frank. If you ever watch this podcast, you're amazing, dude. He was honestly, man, that guy. I could go to him with anything. And he would if he didn't know the answer, he would find it for me. And that dude taught me so much. So I will say, Frank, good job. But yeah, we <laughs> we were already planning on moving home and then the pandemic hit and that just kinda everything just kinda went to shit after that. Like it was
0: it was kinda wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole world shut down and um i mean we're still recovering obviously when we're i won't get into the politics and the 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 unfortunate situation we're in with inflation i'm sure every day you're experiencing what that's like with your uh cost of goods and all that kind of stuff but oh yeah um and then so so you're in the back mountain so like if anyone is watching or listening to this and is familiar with the back mountain, um, the building that you're in used to be the twin stacks. It was also Metro bar and grill. Um, Irish bar for like a day. (laughs) I was like, I was shocked. And they opened that up and I think it was gone like three months later. Um, so you're in a spot, right? So it's like, I think it was also like, I, I feel like, um, they moved to uh, Carverton Road in Trucksville, some kind of um, kava, oh, yeah, like a Kava corner, vape shop type thing.:
1: Yeah, they they had the spot um, two people before. They were they had it, and then a glass company had the spot, and then we got the spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love that location. I mean, I was I went there. We had our post um, ring ceremony. Like luncheon there back in high school. Like, I just, I always loved the, um, that building my brother used to work at Metro. Um, so I, I just, I loved it. I mean, the, the visually, it's very appealing. And I think what you're using it for, like, it's just perfect. It has, like, I keep screwing this up. We talk about the the mechanical stuff, the, um, the oh, boilers. The the boil- yeah. The boilers industrial. and the, all that kind of stuff. So it's just it's just a really cool place. But what I'm getting at is it's almost like the the building is cursed. <laughs>
1: I knew, I knew just, I'm looking at Charity. Charity's just like we we know we've heard it we've heard it all
0: man. We've heard you guys, well, you're, you're what you guys are here to break the curse. Okay, that's 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 yeah. what we're that's what we're that's what you're doing. Okay, we're gonna break the curse. I mean, the Red Sox broke the curse of Babe Ruth. 2004 it can be done and i feel like it could be you in fact oh. i know it's going to be you so <laughs> but i mean like talk about that i mean obviously you knew the history you you've, you grew up in the back mountain like what why why that place why why so we were home we came home was
1: it a year a year prior way before that i don't know but anyway, we were driving. We we were home on leave. We were home visiting. Um, it was the summer, in between. School, like it was the summer I retired, and then I had to go back to Washington to finish school. Uh, and we were just kind of like driving around, looking, you know, at places like what's available. Like, is it is this even possible? Like, can we do this? And we saw the Twin Stacks was there, so we went up. Uh, just had a look at it, and I thought, you know what, this this like looks really cool. Like, this could be a small a small brewery um i'll touch more on the the small side and why we went the size we did but the whole idea was to keep it small and keep it manageable to where me and my wife could could basically run it um so we looked at the spot went back to washington we talked and talked and talked we came back home and started like seriously looking at this point and we were looking at what was available pretty we we knew we wanted to be (laughs) i don't know how far your your viewers are but we always say you know through the rock cut you know, through the rock cut in the back mountain, like back mountain, like Dallas, you know, somewhere, Dallas, Lehman, somewhere out in that area, you know, we wanted to be in the back mountain and honestly like what was available out of everything we looked at, um, that was the most economical for one, which blew my mind. Um, and two, it was just, it just, it seemed to fit it and I sat and we sat in there and it, it looks nothing like it did when we got the spot. Like I took pictures, um, before I started doing anything in there, any of the like knocking down walls and tearing up tile and all that stuff. And I sat there and I was just like, okay, this can go here. This can go here. I didn't have measurements or anything. I was just like, yeah, this looks like, this looks like it'll fit. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. I mean, obviously not everything went to plan, but it almost went almost according to exactly what I, what I had envisioned for it, like how we had everything set up. Granted we don't have as much space as I thought we would have. Um, we're certainly outgrowing the space, uh, rapidly. Um, we we had one of the guys that, that, uh, does maintenance around the whole twin stack center come in and he's like, wow, you guys are really outgrowing the space quickly. And I was like, yeah, man. And that was like two weeks ago. I was like, yeah, like, we're really like, we need more space already, but it's good that where we're at and we started as small as we did. So we didn't have, um, You know, issues with like overhead and, you know, like I said before, like biting off more than you can chew. And that's why that spot is just it it works perfect for us. There's enough room. You know, we can have the bands. We can have events and stuff in there. We got the little patio outside. I mean, it's not great. It's not like when you go down to Trogues or something, but it works. It works for our area. and, And people are really kind of taken to that. You know, the whole hometown, like this is your brewery. And we've always presented it as that. Like, this is your brewery. Like this is for you guys. Like this is the back mountain brewery. This is for the people in the area, and we've got a pretty good following of regulars, like just people in the area that come there and drink. So,
0: I mean, for the record, I mean, trogues didn't become trogues overnight.
1: Oh no, 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 no! I just used an example. Because, <laughs> I, know. Like, it's I know, I know. Yeah, that.
0: it's wild. They're, they're still adding on. I think they like added a huge parking lot and all that kind of stuff. That's a, that's an amazing uh, facility down there in Hershey. But uh, but yeah, so in the back mountain i mean it's a great spot um talk a little bit bit about what you do on site well we make everything on site
1: um well everything that's on tap we do we have seven beers on tap we have one seltzer i started making seltzer uh probably right before summer kicked off um just because i couldn't keep up with the beer to have eight beers on tap uh, we, we did have a cider on tap for a while from Brace's Orchard out in Orange, which is not far from us. Uh, we switched to bottles at this point because we've kind of gotten into a, a, into a flow now and I can kind of move beer a little quicker. Like it, it, it kind of works out now. I pulled the cider off. So we do have seven beers. Once seltzer are on tap, we do pretty much everything on site. Um, we make pickle shots with vodka that we get the vodka and our whiskey from uh, stolen wolf down in Lititz, pa which is i guess down by lancaster they shipped us i don't go down and pick it up obviously uh we serve local wine local food um we don't have a kitchen that was one thing i didn't want to i didn't want to dive into i didn't want to deal with employees cuz honestly like right now which is her and i running it and the assistant brewer that i have it like we're already stretched thin and to hire somebody else on and have a kitchen and i know that was a huge um turnoff in this area because people they want their restaurants and when we were opening um we got a lot of emails and a lot of messages on Facebook like what kind of food are you going to have what's your menu like they were more interested in what kind of food we're going to have than what kind of beer we're going to make and that was kind of that was kind of a punch in the gut for me like it, it I realized like I we have two friends that own restaurants within three minutes of me And I get, I get how the area is like people want, they want to come in, like, you know, they don't care if you make the beer or not. They, they just want to eat the food. And then you've got some beer on tap. They want an IPA. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of wanted to break that kind of break that cycle in the area. Cause back West where we were, there were breweries like doing what I'm doing with the food trucks and everything else. And it worked and like, it worked really well. And like, we, I won't say we fought with the borough. We didn't fight with the borough. I worked with the borough for months and months and months just to get an ordinance. So I could have food trucks in there, you know, and cause, cause no, nobody's doing it in this area. Yeah. You go out to wilkes Scranton and stuff. Yeah. They had the food trucks at the breweries, cideries and what but nobody was doing it here. And I kind of wanted to, to bring that to the back mountain. And, and so far, it seems to be working like people, Oh, what food truck do you have this weekend? You know, just cause we don't have a kitchen doesn't mean, you right. know, that we're, that we're not making good beer. And that's, I I don't know. To me, when I go out to a brewery, I'm there for the beer. I don't care if they have food or not. If they have hot pretzels, I'm good. Yeah, beer, even better. You know what I mean? Like,
0: well, I think one of your signs on the door says, "You know, there is no food." Byo, byo, f, yeah, because you focus on the beer, which is one thing that I always hated about some restaurants was they try to cater to everyone. Like, I love. restaurant that has a very small menu i'm a big um a a big on like um quality over quantity like if you have a menu you can you can nail every time and and it's it's kick-ass every time like i'd rather have five items to choose from than 50 yeah there was a a restaurant um it was located at the Edwardsville shopping center i think it was called like five-star cuisine and they wanted to have a menu that had um Five different like, uh, like cuisines like, like American, Italian, um Japanese like they have, they have five different like, and I'm like, how do you even maintain like inventory on some yeah. of this stuff? Like that's I mean, how much of this is frozen? How much is food is going bad? Like that's not.
1: And who's your chef that's making these five star meals from <laughs> five different cuisines? You know what yeah. I
0: mean? Yeah, it's, so I. What i'm saying is i love the fact i love the idea of just like being good at what you're good at yeah and also like you're doing these food trucks where you, do you alternate every week or every two weeks every week every
1: week we well with the ordinance that the borough put in place for us we can't have the same food truck more than three days in a row or we okay. can't have yeah the same food truck more than three days in a row or more than 15 days in a month which is fine because there's there's enough food trucks out there granted in this in the, in the winter time it gets a little slim trying to find the ones that are still running in the winter, um, but we've we've got a couple good ones, a couple solid ones, a couple regular ones that you know we book them out. You know, or I should say, my wife books them out anywhere from three to six months out. You know, just to know to, to lock those dates in to get yeah. them there.
0: but how cool is that? Where I can come try new beers that you're you have on tap, and then also you know new food. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. We have some food trucks that come outside of uh, Axelrod every now and then, um, and they've all been great.
1: Yeah, it's, most it's, of the majority of them, man, I'd say ninety ninety eight percent of them are awesome. Like they're they're just people doing what I'm doing. They're just trying to run a business, you know.
0: Yeah, those talk. To- go ahead. Those talk about us guys, though. I don't know about them. <laughs> the verdict is still out about those guys. I don't know. I don't know. Those guys.
1: They're they're one of our they're one of our good trucks.
0: Get him out of there.
1: Brian's, Brian's going to watch this. He's to be like, I watched that podcast. That's no, all he won't.
0: Say. He, I told you. So when we were brewing that day, I told you I was going to bust his balls because uh, we were talking about doing t-shirts, and he went somewhere else. And uh, <laughs> I said I was either going to make a, a best friend that day or an enemy. I don't I don't know about that. I don't know how that went.
1: He's he's pretty easy going man. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure he got it. Yeah, that's funny.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know about those guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're they're one of the, the good ones i talked about they're yeah. one of them they're, they were actually one of the first food trucks we had in uh oh actually funny story about brian so i was out in washington and i was uh the second brewery i was working at i was i was driving up there to work and i was i i called you know I, I won't name names but i called almost every brewery in the area all the way from tunkhannock out to wilkes-barra scranton and i just asking questions like simple like stuff that i, I was where like What's the regulations on water? like how do you guys how do you guys uh, do your your wastewater? because one of the things that the the last brewer I worked at was we had to pump all our water into a tank and we had to check the pH on it. And if the pH was off, it was out of a certain range. We had to adjust the pH of that 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 wastewater before we could flush it into the sewer and little things like that are like, where are you getting your chemicals from? Like, where do you guys, where are you guys sourcing from? Are you using, you know, country malt group Are you using BSG? Like what's, you know, just asking questions here and there. And I called uh, SBC and Brian was working up there at the time. He was the manager up there. And I was like, Hey, can I talk to like one of the brewers or the managers or somebody as like, "I'm, I'm thinking of moving home and opening a brewery. And Brian was the guy I got to talk to. Didn't know it at the time because he didn't have the food truck or anything. And, you know, he was awesome. I talked to him for probably 40 minutes on the phone, told me everything he he knew, you know, really smart guy. He's coming from Colorado. And the one thing he said, he's like, hey, man, it's like, just keep in mind, he's like, this area, he's like, we're anywhere from five to 10 years behind where you're at out on the West Coast, beer wise, like brewery wise. I was like, okay, you know, something to keep in mind, like, okay, Uh, we ended up moving back and I don't even remember somebody was like, oh, you should hit up my, My buddy brian's got a taco truck and i was like hmm so i talked to him and i was like your voice sounds really familiar and the first time he came in i was like you used to work at sbc and he was like i did and i was like dude i talked to you like a year and a half ago on the phone when i was still in washington and we just kind of hit it off from there and him and him and don have been have been great coming down um with their taco truck regardless of where they get their t-shirts from
0: just (laughs) unbelievable brian all those quotes I gave you about time I spent all for nothing, all for nothing, just to laugh at my face. And they had the nerve to wear those shirts that day when you were there, yeah, when they were working. How dare them! <laughs> Jesus, he was fighting because I was like, That that print, this print's no good. He looks at me, looks at me, the guy behind them. He goes, I don't know, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm just kidding. It great. I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> but you also, um, you're you're near uh Bernie's Pizza. Oh yeah. I mean, talk about heritage, talk about uh you know being a piece of the back mountain. I mean
1: Well and the, the owner of Bernie's, uh Jill, we actually graduated with her. She's, she's a Lehman alum. Okay. Uh, so when we came back, she was actually the one that, uh, directed me to the company that we ended up getting our business loan from cause she'd used them in the past. And that's how I, I, I actually got linked up with them. Um, they've been nothing but great. Like if we have a food truck fall through, we'll go down there and we buy, we buy bulk, bulk, uh, part baked pizzas. So we'll have like a Bernie's pizza night or whatever. Um, We're looking at trying to get – she also does uh, handmade soaps and everything. We're looking at trying to get some of those into the brewery. Um, Bernie's has just been (laughs) – Bernie's is kind of like – I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. It's just been like a a symbiotic relationship with them. Like, you know, she comes in. We give her good beer. We go down there. We get good pizza. Like, you can't beat it. And then right down the road is uh, Three Guys as well, which the owner of Three Guys we graduated with. And they were the first place that I put my beer on. Joe came down. Um, Joe and I did actually, I worked at Three Guys. In high school with Joe, when his old man still owned it. And uh, we did our senior project at Three Guys. And Joe came down and had some of my beer. And he's like, I'll put this on tap. And I said, okay, what do you want? And Joe's had my beer on tap now for pretty much the whole summer, right up through fall, and he's going to keep it on. We're going to be swapping them out, whatever he wants. I'll, I'll make it. We're doing a blueberry beer right now because Joe wanted a Blueberry beer, as did a bunch of customers. As much as I don't enjoy brewing them, but we'll make them because people like to drink them. So
0: sure. (laughs) Well, the common theme too is, from what I gather and what I hear, is is community. You know, the back mountain is very community driven. Uh, you, You mentioned the the rock cut before, and I feel like you know, there's you know, once you make it through the rock cut, um you're kind of like if if, if you're heading home from work and you make it through there like you're home for the night like you you go to three guys for takeout or you go to Bernie's for takeout you stop at back mountain brewing for a a beer or whatever it may be um and i think that kind of gets to um you know how you and i hooked up for what we're doing um and that is brewing uh, a porter and like I said earlier, the, the proceeds of that were, are going to go back to uh, our Lake Lehman High School junior and senior high music program. Um, we got a lot of coverage in the paper. The Citizen's voice was kind enough to put us on the front cover, or front page rather. Pretty neat. That may have been my first time on the front page in my all my uh, my time in media. So that was pretty cool. Above, above the fold. Above the fold. You learned something new that day. But um, you know, the Times Leader, shout out to them. They, they did a nice coverage. We're going to go on PA Live um, when this podcast airs. I, I believe that you know this is I, my plan is to put this out on October twelfth, and then Pop Goes Porter will be available on October thirteenth exclusively at Back Mountain Brewing Company. Um, and I just can't thank you enough for you know entertaining the idea. Um, I had this idea for I forget how long it was. It, I feel like it may have been like last summer. I want to say it had been last summer, but it was like right before fall. And I always felt like a Porter was more of a fall beer.
1: That's that's, that's right. Right. I mean, darker beer. I mean, people yeah. generally tend to go towards the darker beers right. and, and cold ones.
0: And I wanted to do a Porter cause I'm, I'm selfish and I wanted to call it Popco's Porter. And I just like, i remember i was actually talking to somebody else who i won't name and um i was talking to him because he had a connection with another brewery i kind of brought up the idea and he's like he's like dude like maybe you pump the brakes a little bit like do you even have like i mean what 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 do you have to offer the brewery in return for them even entertaining your idea I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It kind of like kind of took the wind out of my sails. So like, you know, whatever it may be. So I sat on it and then I don't even know how like I mean, a year later I wanted it to do it. And then you came in and we had been working together at Axelrad and you were um you know, getting shirts done and hats done and all that kind of stuff and I don't know. I think I presented it in a way like I was like, "Hey dude, like I have this idea. And you can tell me if I'm stupid or crazy." no
1: i think that's exactly how it went honestly
0: (laughs) but i mean like i mean i i get it like i i mean i'm not an idiot i'm not oblivious i'm not like whatever but i can't tell you how much it means to me that you would even entertain the idea and then further than that just making it a reality like it's wild well that's
1: honestly man like that's what like the best times i've ever had like through this whole brewing thing have always been working with other people and doing collaborations like it's one thing to come in and brew the same hazy over and over again because that's what everybody wants to drink you know what i mean it's it's nice when you can do something different kind of step out of that like to me working with anybody it doesn't have to be another brewery you know granted i love collabing like we did the collab with breaker and five mountains like that was that was a blast i had a blast doing that like it was so much fun and I missed that. I kind of missed that from Washington. So when you brought it up to me, I was like, "Yeah," because it's 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 still a collaboration. Like you don't have to be a brewer to collab on it. Yeah. And it's like, why? It's not taking you know. It's not hurting me any. If anything, it's helping us. You know, so I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to get get me. I don't know why somebody would say like, "What are you offering to the brewery?" Like, I don't need anything. I don't yeah. need you to offer me anything. Like, you're not getting anything from this. The school's getting everything from this. You know right. what I mean? it's a great idea i don't know why
0: yeah I, and I, I understand this point also it's like you know i mean obviously i would never want to like you know get anything in return that i wasn't also putting out but like i knew that it wasn't just a, a way for me to brew a beer it was it was a way that when i started this podcast i wanted it not to just be a podcast but also just be this platform for good Where it's, you know, promoting musicians and and talking about music, but also promoting our local businesses. And I think that, you know, this collaboration is doing all of that. It's, you know, we're we're talking about, you know, your business. You also brought in, you know, I I didn't want to do just a regular porter i want it to be something like creative and you mentioned coconut and i'm like i fucking hate coconut man
1: <laughs> Love I,
0: coconut. I said what about what about a coffee porter and you're like yeah I think we could do that and i have a coffee guy so you brought matt into the fold from uh bean nick who's also a back mountain based uh coffee company um so like for me this whole thing was like just great. It was, it was a a way to showcase you and what you guys do. You know, you brought Matt into the fold where it could showcase his product and ultimately, you know, the, the, the greatest thing of all is, is giving back to our high school, the music program, because as we all know, like those programs, uh, year after year continue to be cut. I mean, your daughter is in, uh, Lake Lehman school district. She's in the arts programs I mean, you guys witnessed it firsthand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pumped. Like, I mean, uh, it's, it's obnoxious to have my name on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it looks good. The labels look good.
0: I showed you the labels today. They have my stupid face on it, which is just wild. It just, it, the whole thing, like, I hate, I hate all of it. Like, I hate having my name on this podcast. <laughs> I hate having my name on the beer, but like, the alliteration factor, Pop Goes Porter, like, and like I said, when I started this, people smarter than me were like, "Dude, you have to have your name on it because people know who you are." Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm I've I'll forever be grateful for um, the opportunities that I've that I've been afforded um, throughout my career. And this is just a great opportunity for me to use my platform and use my voice and use everything I've built over the past eighteen whatever years it was. It's been to to continue doing good things and i started this podcast off by raising money for the local music scene by i think we raised almost ten thousand dollars you know for musicians um when the pandemic hit uh which is, I, I think is something that you know when you when you talk about doing benefits right you you always think about well who can we get to play it like what, what band's going to draw people in and you know how people come out and you know, spend ten bucks to to walk in the door and for the donation, and you know we never we never came back back to the bands. Like not that they ever wanted anything; they they never asked for anything. They were happy to donate their time, but like you know, it was it was a time where they needed us for once. You know, oh, yeah. there was they they couldn't play shows, they couldn't perform. So I think it was the first time in at least the history of our area. That we were able to give back to them, so I'm really proud of that, and I'm really proud to be able to, you know, team up with you and Matt and uh, do this beer collaboration. Not only because um, I like beer, I didn't get this this dad bod by just being a dad.
1: No, oh, exactly. Um,
0: a few yeah, uh, a know, few beers why? were had, <laughs> but so thank you. I mean, I'm excited.
1: Well, thank you, man, and and you know. Charity and I are both super stoked. Like we think this is going to be a great thing, and re- we're happy. we don't care that your name's on the label. I think it's a great thing. I think it's cool. <laughs> I, I really do. The, the response it, it, it sounds right. It sounds right. It
0: sounds right. Sounds next, right. We'll, we'll do Popco's Pilsner next year. <laughs> You're not going to get <laughs> you open the door, bro. I'm I'm walking in. <laughs> I want to own half that brewery about the <laughs> time done. But uh. No, I, I, order.
1: what else is there
0: there's there's i actually had a list of the day because they were making fun of me not making fun they were like oh, "Dude, you could do this next um mm-hmm. no but um yeah so the beer's gonna be available like, like so then this this airs it'll be tomorrow october 13th um what time do you open on thursday the 13th three
1: three, three o'clock.
0: o'clock so i mean we've based on the uh The buzz we've gotten around the two articles in the Citizen's Voice and Times Leader, this should be a success.
1: Oh, I I would think so. I would honestly like just the people coming in. Yo, can you save me a four pack? Can you know I won't be around. Like, when's it coming out? Is I th- I thought it was out now, and it's yeah. We get a lot. We've had a lot of customers coming in already asking for it, and I'm like, thirteenth. Like, it'll be out thirteenth. Like <laughs>
0: I have my friends from Colorado. Hey, can you ship me a four-pack? I'm like, I don't know the legalities of that.
1: No, you can. Just send
0: it UPS. Don't <laughs> send it
1: USPS. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my word for it, but I'm like 90% sure that that's the way to go.
0: We'll see. I don't feel like having the front of money for that. <laughs> <Get> that bozo. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but I think it's going to be awesome. And, like, and we talked about community, and like, I feel like a brewery, and I, I mentioned this in the uh interview with the citizens voice. Like I think breweries have the opportunity to be like cornerstones of 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 a community and just like give back in, in ways like you know we're doing to the uh Lake Lehman music program. But it, it's such a you're not just brewing beer. I mean, like you're offering a place for people to meet and 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 talk and get to know each other i mean you're doing yoga from what i've seen on online you're doing trivia nights you're giving op- opportunities to food trucks that it's i mean it's it, it what you have is is a great great thing i'm proud of you and um i can't thank you enough for even entertaining my idea
1: oh thanks man it was like you said that's what Charity and i are that's what we're going for like I, I mean, it sucks sometimes being there, you know, six days a week and, you know, some days, you know, I'm running the taps and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to be here. But at the same time, it's, it's cool to see, you know, just the year that we've been here, um, the reception it's got. And, you know, I, I, I wore my, I love cream ale shirts, but we also have the drink local shirts. And that's the one thing we want to push is like, you don't have to drive, you know, up to Vermont to get a hazy IPA, like. I got one of those. Come on in, you know. It's very good. Oh, thank you. I've had Come a on in See my wife because she's always smiling and she's always she happy. Greek, I know. I, How I don't does know. she
0: do that? How does she do that? She's Charity, a great, she's a great person. <laughs> How do you do it? Did you find a picture yet? Save the day. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh my god! Show so up. Ninety-seven.
1: That's 90, that's ninety-seven.
0: Did you at one point have dreads?
1: No, I did. I had uh, no. At one point in high school, I I had really long hair. You had frosted. I I didn't have frosted tips. Stop. <laughs> I had really long hair. It was long and curly. It was curly, but I could like pull it down to like. Maybe hair. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
0: that's what I had. I had super long. Yeah. All right. Well, show the show the other picture. Come on. Come on. I don't, I only have five listeners. Don't worry about it. That was in that was in like Germany, wasn't
1: it? I don't
0: know. I'm not showing that picture. No, you have more than five lists. I'm not showing that picture. <laughs> All right, when I hit stop, show it to me.
1: <laughs> I will. I okay. will. He hit stop.
0: All right. Well, you know it's it's such a uh, it's a great thing what you're doing and the in the business you have in the back mountain and it's. To take a a risk, to take the gamble and and say, you know what, we're doing this um, is awesome. I mean, it's a great spot. I mean, I'm happy that it's a brewery and not some, like, I don't know, name any other business. Bar? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, the bar was cool. The bar was cool, even like, I, I, I mean, visually, it's like... It's very appealing to me, so I'm I'm happy that it's been able to like be an entertainment venue. But a brewery is even better. I mean, I have a a soft spot in my heart for breweries because I love beer. I love going to breweries. Um, It was awesome to, uh, you know, I'm not just putting my name on this beer. I actually kind of helped you brew it that day. No, you're a big help, man. I wouldn't say that. I mean, (laughs) you were the one weighing out all the materials and and. I, mean, I just dumped a bag of uh, uh grain grains in the yeah but you cleaned the mash tun out remember that i did clean the mash tun out that was a big deal i'm excited for that video to come back from uh development that's gonna be cool
1: oh i forgot all about that it's yeah.
0: gonna actually prove that i was working that day not just uh hanging out drinking beer
1: that was uh that was an interesting everywhere i went i went back to like grab some hops out of the cooler and I turn around and there's a camera right there. And I'm like, Oh, don't come back in this room. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, this is not the nice area of the brewery. Yeah.
0: This is not the fun area, but well, I'll let you go in a minute. Um, what's, what's next for Backbound Brewing Company? Like, what do you, I mean, we're, we're in October of 2022. Um, what's your, what's your vision for, I won't even ask for like five years. Like what's, what's, what's next year look like? What do you, what do you hope to accomplish?
1: I mean the, the the end goal is and honestly like if you're not if you're not constantly like trying to get better, trying to get bigger, trying to, you know, keep moving forward, then then what's the point? And I think that's I it's a blessing and a curse with me. Like I'm constantly uh I'm always focused on what's next. Like I, I, I it's hard for me to get complacent. Um we're honestly like right now we're already to the point. Um with a one barrel system we're we're outgrowing it. Like we outgrew, honestly, like we outgrew it in the first six months we were open, but it really comes down to finances. It comes down to, you know, just um, opportunities presenting themselves, but um, we, we are going to expand. Um, we are, we, we've been talking for months and months and months uh, as much as we, we love our food trucks. I think it's great. Um, but when we do expand, we're obviously uh, it's the next step, the next thing is to, as much as I hate to say it, put in a kitchen. Um, I have an idea. But it won't be, it's not going to be a restaurant. We're not going to, we'll never be a restaurant. I never want to be, I never want to be a restaurant. I never want to, I never want people to focus more on us because of our food than they do about our beer. So when it does happen, it'll be like you said, a simple, you focus on, you know, those one, two, three things you're good at. And that's all you make. And if people don't want that, then honestly, at this point, and it sounds crappy to say, like, I don't care. Like, I want the people that want to come in and drink my beer. You know, if you want X, Y, and Z from the menu, even better. But I I want the people that are interested in the beer. I want the people that are going to come in, taste the beer and and sit and talk to me about it and, you know, tell me what they like or don't like or or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, I don't know when it's going to be five years, three years, 10 years, whatever, you know. But that's always we got to keep moving forward. Like that's always the goal. There's always something, you know, further down the road. So we'll get there eventually. But we're doing good and we're on track. So good. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later.
0: I have an idea. Yes. I won't tell. I won't. I won't uh, say it on on record.
1: <laughs> you know. Let me know.
0: I'll, you... I'll tell you. I'll tell you after you show me the picture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when well, we're done when <laughs> we're done here i have an idea i have another business venture that i wanted to uh explore okay maybe we can partner with that too okay so I'll, that's all i'll say about that so if if one day comes out where i say clay that motherfucker stole my idea <laughs> this is the day it happened
1: dude i'm all about stealing i'm telling you man like i'm not i'm not don't doing anything different i just took ideas from a hundred different places i've been don't tell me you're gonna steal my idea but i'm not it's
0: saying i'm gonna steal your idea I'm it's saying. cold i already bought the website domain okay perfect <laughs> it's already done
1: <laughs> pop
0: Coast cupcakes or what are we no nah, no it's it's better than that wait do you hear it
1: Even better <laughs> wait do you hear
0: it it doesn't have my name in it
1: no nope. I, I got i, I it. got I, well when you hit stop i got one too i'm gonna run past you so. all right all right
0: well, dude, um, I'm I'm beyond excited about Popco's Porter releasing tomorrow, October 13th, at Back Mountain Brewing Company. It's a coffee-infused porter uh, with a coffee source from Bean Nick Coffee Company. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're confident we're going to sell out. I mean, I think you're right. Um, maybe we didn't brew enough, but it's, it's cool that it's going to be limited edition. The labels look cool, like you said. It's, it's weird that my face is on it, my name's on it, but it's cool. Um, I can't thank you enough. I really, I just, uh, uh, it, I, ne- I never thought that I would have uh, a beer. Um, and in fact, a, a guy who lives in the background, he, he texted me, he's like, dude, I will be there at three o'clock on Thursday. I'm like, well, I will not be there that early. I will not be there that early. Uh, he's like, I never had a beer with a guy who, whose name was on it. I said, I honestly, I haven't either.
1: But I, I, well, talk about that off, off camera too. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, best of luck with everything you do at Back Mountain Brewing Company. Um, where can people find you on uh, the social medias?
1: Uh, Facebook, Instagram. We don't really, we have a Twitter. I don't use it because yeah. everyone Twitter. says that. Yeah. Uh, so just, just search Back Mountain Brew on uh, Instagram or Facebook And then www.backmountainbrew.com is our website. And on the website, you can go on there and there's a little link, and you can click tap list or on tap or whatever it says, and you can see real-time
0: what we have on tap before you show up at the brewery. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you again. Thank you for your service. Um, Happy to have you home uh, in NEPA, you know, brewing beer, making great beer. Um, I'm excited to try the uh, the porter because i had not tried it yet what if well, it sucks, base, what if it sucks? Co- co-
1: well this thing's Aaron before but we're whatever so anyway the coffee's going in tomorrow okay so i'll let you know i'll give you an update uh two days from now okay
0: yeah what if it sucks
1: no it's gonna be fine because the base is good i know i know uh i know mr labar makes amazing coffee so all it is is, I mean, unless I mess something up putting it in there, but it'll be fine.
0: Pressure's be fine. on, buddy. Pressure's on.
1: I know. Now I'm nervous, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm like, I don't know. We're, we're,
0: we you better we wake cross up early. early
1: uh, We've crossed that point of no return. we like, if something gets messed up, I don't have time to make it again. It's so. in, it's
0: in the, it's in print. I mean, the, the newspapers. Oh, no, print. I know.
1: We're going to figure on... something out. I'll pull the stout out of the back and just like dump some, <laughs> dump some cold brew <laughs> in it and be like, here you go, Popco's <laughs> porter. We're going on PA live. it'll be fine it'll be good man i trust you
0: i I trust you so thank you again for everything and uh, i'm looking forward we're going to be uh canning the beer this weekend so that's cool yep yep so it'll be before this airs so anyone watching and listening to this is the beer will already have been canned at that point but looking forward to that too
1: Uh, it'll be fun it's gonna be a it'll be a fun day sweet
0: I got the I got the seamer today. I think I told you from yeah. Our, yeah, shout out five now. Mil- <laughs> what's what's cool though is like so. I mean, what is it? there's five breweries in Luzerne County, ish, right?
1: Yeah, I gotta look at. I I think it's seven. Cunningham's down there. I haven't been down there yet. Cunningham's down like the south end. I haven't even been down there. I didn't know they were there until I saw the Brewers Trail
0: but you guys you guys all get along you've are you guys have done collaborations it's it's, it's cool because it, so I you know when I got into this whole scene the the bar scene and things like that it was very cutthroat like every bar like mm-hmm. if a bar down the street from the other bar like they wanted to have the biggest crowd they wanted to take all the business from the bar next door It's far different these days even 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 now bars understand that if if you bring the people to that area, the chances of people going to this bar and maybe the one next door or whatever it might be is, is higher and, and, and better for everybody. And I think as uh, as brewers, you guys understand that again, it's community, it's everyone's making different beers. Not the, it's not the same product. It's 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 a good thing for everybody.
1: There's there's always there's always competition, but it's friendly. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always going to be that that competition, but it's not like, like you said, it's not cutthroat. You know, right. most breweries, like if I need anything, Breaker, for example, I forgot to order two bags of grain on my last grain order. Shipping stupid expensive. I text today. I was like, hey, are you guys putting in a grain order? I need two bags. He was like, yeah, we're putting one in. I'll let you know when it ships. What do you need? Like, just like that. He's throwing two bags of grain on there. Like Brent's helped me out. I've helped Brent out. Got it at Five Mountains. Like, it's just, and that's the way it should be. And that's what I always loved about you know, the brewing community when I started to experience it out west. And that's, I was nervous moving back home, but, but I found that here. And it, it's, it's neat to see that I love, I love the camaraderie. I love the, the, the collaborations. I love the, the friendly competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what it's really all about.
0: For sure. Well, again, thank you. And uh, I'm looking forward to great things from Back Mountain Brewing Company.
1: Well, thank you, John. And we, me and Charity both appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity to do this for sure. Thank you.
0: We'll see you soon. All right, we'll see you.